Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Two Brothers channel. I'm one brother. Hello, everybody. And I'm the second brother. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Two Brothers channel. Back to you, Mr. Joe. Wow. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going there. <laughs> I always laugh to myself because <laughs> I already know where we're going. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going there. And today, we're going to be talking about why our education doesn't work. Why our education doesn't work and it ultimately fails us. Mm. Mr. Phil, what do you mean? Are you trying to say we have to be illiterate? Are you trying to say being illiterate is better? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Listen to what I'm saying carefully. Why our education doesn't work for us. And it ultimately ends up failing us. Now, now that I've, now that I've laid that out, let's think about it. Let's look at it. Is our education working for us? Let's mm. look at Africa. We can't produce anything. Yet, from my father's generation, we've produced hundreds, thousands, millions of degree holders of every kind known to man. So it's not that we're not educated, but there's a disconnect. It is not working for us because our land is still the one where the power goes out. Our land is still the land where we cannot produce anything. Our land is the land where everything is has got a question mark from our government to the man on the street. Hmm. There's an issue with everything and yet you want to say i'm educated what is the point of education education is meant to empower you education is meant to empower you to provide solutions and results now when the results are not there and the solutions are not there what do you have to question you have to question the education mm. I'll let Mr. Clare jump in here, then I'll come back. Well, you know, um, I was just making notes about the different kinds of education. You know, mm. when you're born into this world, the first thing you're introduced to is um, going to school. You know, you have your family education that starts with just the family, you know, you get. But most of the family educated is influenced by the schooling that they've had. And then you 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 get you join the you join the um, conveyor belt of school so nursery, and then it's about competing with your classmates till you supposedly get your degree at university level. And in in Africa, um, I see how much struggle and pains they put everybody through just to go through their education system. So it's, it's not pleasurable at all. 
you know, it's like they, they go out of their way to make sure you suffer, you know, while you're with them. It's like, it's like a boot camp, you know, it's like really, if they can make it difficult, that's what they would choose to do, you know? So it's not even about you learning anything really. It's about, you know, you being made to suffer. And then when, once, you, once you've survived it, then you've been educated. <laughs> Surviving by hook or by crook, whether you pay someone to do the exam for you, whether you sleep with one, yes, I'm going late in this one. Whether you sleep with as many lecturers, how many subjects do I have to pass? I have to pass seven, seven um, courses, seven lecturers. Yes, Mr. Phil is going there. So it's not even about learning. It's about just getting through it. Mr. Claire, please. So when you finally get through it, and that's why, you know, we've seen those videos of, you know, asking people that have come out of the education system in Nigeria and they're serving and they're asking them simple questions, you know, and they can't answer, answer them. And they, they're coming up with just, and they, it's in English. So they ask them English questions, you know, and, and they just make a total fool of themselves. And they've been through the education system and they're graduates. So now education system, what is this education? It's not African. They're not teaching them African studies or African education. It's Western education they're teaching them. So they, they're getting you ready to be useful for the Western world. Let's, let's say as it is. So but then your certificate is not actually useful to the Western world because they know you're not learning anything. So even when you finish your education and you bring it to them with your big fat certificate, they will tell you, okay, you need to now go for orientation. You need to do their own exams. You need to make sure that, you know, you know who you are, who you say you are. So you have that. And then you have Boko Haram, Boko Haram, the other extreme which they're totally against Western education and it's more about Islamic education, you know, Sharia. And so you have those going on, which we in Nigeria, because we were colonized by the British, there's a whole world out there that we're not even privy to. You know, some of us, we're not even privy to that world at all. We don't even know what life is like for them. But they, 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 some people will live their whole existence experiencing that other side. You know, you know, you you write from left to right. Some people write from right to left <laughs> to show you that there's, there's a whole total paradigm and total world that is there, which is which is what Jim Ron says about teaching children languages. Because you know, that's another education as well. If you can learn languages, you know, that opens so many doors for you you know, in terms of being relatable with other people. You know, if you're speaking Chinese to a China, a Chinese man, you know, his respect for you will go up, lips and mouth. And if you're just communicating in English, you know, and et cetera, et cetera, we can go on on that. And then we, what comes to mind easily as well is the spiritual education. The one that, whether you like it or not, is false on you. When you start going to church, from since you were little to you know, to to you can physically walk away from the from the establishment yourself. 
but that's the spiritual education and the abuse and all the stuff that goes on in that, both as a Muslim and as a Christian, because the Muslim education is not African and the Christian education is not, is not African. So again, this is cut and paste and uh, recycled and recycled religion, you know, because you don't own it. So it's just like me buying this shirt, you know, and then you, you're borrowing it after I'm done with it. You did not make the shirt, so there's nothing you can say, but you can just say it's, you can say it's recycled or secondhand, you know? So, so those, you know, education, like Mr. Phil said, and you know, it's, it's meant to empower you and it's meant to help you solve solutions, solve problems, bring solution to your problems, to your tangible problems. Because funny enough, when I got to, um, to university and you know you think you think that you know universities are there so you can say you have a degree no no they're not there just so you can say you have a degree they know that you can now read you can write you can calculate you can count now this one is like when you get to that level our phd even phd level is you pick an issue a problem that is relevant, that is going ongoing, and you analyze that problem, and you come up with solution to that problem, and that will be your piece of work to hand over, and somebody can then read through it and say, okay, he got it right, he didn't get it right, you know, and then you have piles and piles of literature that people uh, research, people have done research, people have done um you know, I've analyzed the problems that the seeds, the civil, um, the society is facing, and then they come up with a solution as their piece of work. And that that piece of work shouldn't just sit there in the drawer. It should be then given to governmental agencies. It should be given to people that would then implement it and bring that solution to the benefit of the society. But as we know, that's not what we're seeing. <laughs> so. Back to you, Mr. Phil. Thank you, Mr. Claire. You see, what Mr. Claire has done there, he has laid out the, all the different kinds of education. And one that is actually left out is African indigenous education. African indigenous, so everywhere is has their own indigenous um, education. But what he highlighted beautifully is that there is the Western Christian-based education, and there's the Islamic education. And some people live their whole life not aware of the other. And so their entire perspective is completely colored, okay? Now, the reason why, what are we talking about again? We're talking about why our education is not working for us. And it ultimately fails us. Now, one of the things my Mr. Leclerc highlighted again is that it is working for someone, though. Hmm. Our education is not working for us, but it is working for someone. Now, let me break that down. Mr. Clare pointed out again, we were colonized by the British. And the British gave us an education that will serve them. So, 
the infrastructure was there. You should have seen Nigeria when the um, when when we were being colonized. Man, Nigeria was beautiful. We had roads, we had buildings. I'm saying this because I'm actually understanding, it's just occurring to me now, that a lot of you that are watching us are young. So you've never actually seen Nigeria perfect. I was born in the 70s. I was born in 1971. So I saw Nigeria perfect, Mr. Clay. Hmm. All the brick, they hardly took light. They hardly took light. The degeneration basically started when the colonial and um, when the colon when we got independence. But before independence, Nigeria was perfect. The roads were clear. The the every infrastructure that you think we had trains, we had everything in Nigeria. You know why? Because the colonialists maintained, built, and um, supervised the structures. And when they left, the education that we had did not give us the, uh, the, the empowerment to create, maintain, and supervise ourselves with our infrastructure. As a matter of fact, when the colonialists left, all they did was put, all that did really was they just put people with different color skin in their positions and left. And those people that were different colors that look like you and I, that are still our leaders till tomorrow, basically just did exactly what the colonists did while they were in those positions. So if you were a permanent secretary, you just remember what um, Sir this did when he was there, so you just do it as an African. So basically, the whole structure just continued colonialism. So our education is a colonialist education that is there to serve the colonial masters. Now, am I saying it is wrong? Am I saying it is bad? Am I saying we should go and riot? I'm just saying, look, that's the way it is. I'm not saying it is bad. I'm not saying it is good. You f it is where you find yourself. You start where you find yourself. I'm exposing this thing so that you will know where you're finding yourself as a Nigerian now, the history of why things are the way they are. So have you noticed that since our independence, it is the same characters? Obasanjo, Dan Juma, Gowon, um, all of them, if they're not dead, the children go through the same thing. Because right. it's, it's, it's the same corridors of power. So when people now come and the decisioners say, they say, ah, oh, Gowan was, Gowan was um, head of state at the age of 30. Why can't 30 year old Nigerians <laughs> just laugh? Because Gowan was basically just there when the colonialists left. So they just, Who's the senior? Okay, you take that position. That's how they started. And that's why they, they're not moving right, right now. Because the structure called Nigeria was not created by Nigerians. It was created by the colonialists. Now, it would have been a different case when the colonialists left. And Nigerians now said, okay, 
we're no colon we're not colonialists now. We are indigenous now. All the um, customs and uh, practices of the colonialists are now null and void. We are now going to start all over again. If that is what they've done, then we'll be saying something different. But that's not what they did. Well, yes. you, can, you can imagine the situation where, sorry, Mr. Phil, where you can no, imagine please, please. the situation where the thing that brought them all together was in the language, English language. And um, if they were to go, the country would have had to break up because they would lose their common language. If they were to create a new language, let's say, for example, Danjuma, Pangida, all of them that's saying, okay, you know what, we want to go back to basics. You know, first of all, you, you didn't create the language. So that means you're now changing everything from English to local languages. And then you're going back to local culture where that just wouldn't work. You need to break, break what they left behind. No, nobody was ready to do that work. Nobody was even able to do that work. That's the thing. Now, please don't get me. Please don't get me wrong. And what you said there is very right. Now, the issues that they were facing at that point were even beyond all of them. Yeah. However, the element I'm talking about is this: the element of saying that. Now the colonialists have left. We cannot just continue. Keep the English. Keep the infrastructure. But now let's start thinking for ourselves. Because have you noticed that till today, why do politicians steal money from Africa and take it out? It's still exactly the same thing the colonialists did. Yeah. The infrastructure of the colonialists is come to Africa, create infrastructure to siphon stuff out of Africa. Now, when the colonists were in Nigeria, the rail went from the north, from the, from, from the, from the, from the uh, which, which was my left, which was my left, from the um, north east to the south, from the north west from the, to the south, yeah? That's the rail. That's the rail we still have till today, till tomorrow. And why did they do it? They did it not to for passengers, you know. They did it so that they can just get raw materials from wherever they want in Nigeria to the south, to the port, and take it out of Nigeria. That same infrastructure is what we still have to today. So when I say that our education is not working for us, I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying the fact that, okay, the historical backup of it was not meant to work for us in the first place. And we haven't woken up to that. Till tomorrow, we haven't woken up to that fact that the historical education. So what we are doing is that we're still going in the same blind, little blind, and wondering why nothing is happening. Mm. It's like it's like the mobile phone you're using now. Somebody giving you that mobile phone, and then you then say, "Okay, um, you're not in charge of it." With no real. You're, no not, you're not really inspired for mobile phones in the first place because it wasn't your creation. It wasn't your creation. Thank you.
Now, but in Nigerian case, we have had enough time and enough evidence to show that this thing is not serving us. If you look to tomorrow, we're talking about Babangida. Where did Babangida, um, where did Babangida, I'm oh, sorry, not Babangida, where did Buhari come? To London. Who were the colonists? British. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Do you get what I'm saying? And they're getting older and older and older, and it's hard to fill the ranks because, look, where I'm getting out, let me just let the car out of the bag. Where I'm getting to is this. You have to start re-educating yourself if you want a different result. I'm not talking about bad, wrong, or good and right. I'm talking about find, this is where you find yourself. Now you now need to start re-educating yourself so that you can now start finding the results that will start serving you. Otherwise, 100 years from now, this same education. Now, let's, let, 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 let me switch gears. Same Nigerians, they come out of Nigeria, suddenly they can do very well in the UK. They can do very well in America. The, big, the best, the, honestly, even Americans are even saying now, I don't know whether Mr. Clare heard CJs talk about it. Americans are talking about, ah, how can Nigeria come say, and suddenly, they just, in, in 10 years, they're, they're doing very well. We've been sitting here all this time. Nigerians, Nigerians everywhere, they're doing very well as long as there is structure. Mr. Clare, as long as there is structure, yeah. Nigerians will go into that structure and rise. Beat MIT, beat NASA, name it, medicine, anything. Nigerians will come out of Nigeria hungry, hungry, and they will rise. But guess what? They can't build the structure. The structure. So as long as the structure is there, place Nigeria in China, the structure is there, Nigeria will excel. Place Nigeria in India, the structure is there, Nigeria is there. What Nigeria, what our education fails us is how to create our own structure. What do I mean by structure? Okay, you want to create a company now. How do you go from just an idea to creating the company? That is where we feel at Nigerians. You know what we Nigerians would do? We say, okay, um, we will first come up with titles and fill the titles with people. Then the next day we will start doing things like logos and stuff like that. Meanwhile, the real education should be what is that company going to serve? That's what you should start with. What solution is it meeting? What market is it serving? Forget the positions in the company first. Create the product. Create the solution first. Because that is it now. From that, once that is clear, that is now what you now build the other structures on. Like CEO, who's going to be secretary, who's going to be thing. It is that foundational seed level education mm. that Africans seem to fail all the time. And that's where they will need to bring in. It's almost like they took that out of our education so that whenever you want to 
we want to okay, say Nigeria wants to build a national. Yeah, let's say, okay. We want to do a space program. Okay. Nigeria, where do you start? Yeah, we start gazing at the sky. <laughs> where do so, you start? Or oh, oh, we want to cut and paste NASA. Oh, hey, we want to go and copy NASA. When what we should do is we should look for kids, children in our midst that are naturally already looking at the stars. Looking for children in our midst that are naturally already putting things together. Already that the universe has blessed us Africans. We now, what we now do is now create the structures around those kids and now facilitate those kids. That child that is just all he cares about is putting mechanical things together. He doesn't even want to eat. Create a structure around that child. Nurture that child. Expose that child to everything to the point that the child will be so happy that, ah, man, the child that is always wants to draw. He's always looking for paper. Provide paper for that child. Nurture. That is where it starts. That is it. What, what, what our education teaches us in Africa is, oh, who has a degree? Look for who has a degree. How you go? The seed needs to, that, those children, that generation is what will, is the future technology of Nigeria. But what do we do? We take that future and technology of Nigeria and we take it and give it to Britain. We take that future and technology of Nigeria be, I'm talking about this universe sends these gifts into children. What Nigeria needs to do is to nurture and cultivate those children secretly, perfect, even preferably secretly. Do it in the hundreds, do it in the thousands. Which is, that, which is in the likes of India, India did. Thank you. And that is, I'm not even, I didn't even know that India did that, but I just know that that's where but that's where it will come from. And uh, well, you know what we Nigerians will do, what we Africans will do, and it's not only Nigerians, Africans. We'll say, ah, send him to Harvard. Send him. Then they will not indoctrinate him to be an Harvard person. They will not indoctrinate him to be an Oxford person. He doesn't even want to be Nigerian anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, and, please, please, Mr. Clare. And and the, the situation there is they totally steal that talent away from him and turn it into their own. And then he will want to, like you say, he doesn't want to come back to Nigeria. He wants to stay there. What India did was India actually created a, an enabling environment for the top scientists that are in America to come back home, as well as start started, you know, like elite schools there in India that were well funded by the government um, on, the state, on the same level as MIT. And the exams to get into these universities was crazy. Ridiculous. Mm. You can't even wish it on your worst enemy. <laughs> but because they know, they, know they, they had um, over 1 billion people in that country, they started teaching, grabbing those kids from a very tender age. And putting them through this intensive training so that they can pass these exams. And believe it or not, 
each each level each year each level as the as the kids rise they will actually publish those children that that come up tops of course in, in, of in course. The of so course. Give them, you know recognition they will give them you know they'll post their pictures and they, they're like mini celebrities okay you know and then they, you'll be watching them progress just like they do footballers and things like that you, you they do it for those guys that are because they know that those those, those are the future of the country not only are they the future of the country, they're the future infrastructure of mm. the country. They're the future infrastructure because they're the ones that will know, okay, we don't need the Chinese here. We don't need the Koreans here. We don't need anything. We, we are the ones that will direct our labor for our own. Now, in Nigeria, we have none of that. All we have are people that are put in places of power that are still serving colonialist interests. Why? Because the only structure still there to tomorrow is our colonial structures. There's never been that break like um, India has done, where they're now looking at saying, okay, well done, colonialists. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Now, our children, our real infrastructure, just like you, your children, colonialists, are your infrastructure, yeah? Your children, colonialists, who are your infrastructure? Colonialists will say, yes, our children is our infrastructure. Okay, just as your children are infrastructure, Nigerians' children are Nigerians' infrastructure. That is why our education does not serve us. And it ultimately fails us. So that whenever, even when we say we're educated, we can't perform if the structure is not provided to us. Now, that is where I'm now going to bring this thing all around to an end and say, look, I believe until we can build without someone else's structure, we shouldn't think we are educated. Mm. Let me say that again. Until you can build without someone else's structure, don't believe that you are educated. You're only educated when you can build with your own structure. Mr. Clare. Well, you know, it's, it's um, I was, it reminds me of a discussion I was having earlier in the week about building industry. And everybody, and what got me talking about that was when I saw the video of your son, Tomiwa, you know, on stage singing and dancing and doing a full musical. And, you know, and you see that and you say, that's serious being bred. You know, he wasn't the only one on stage. So there's a group of them, you know, so even if Tomiwa goes down, I'm sure there'll be somebody to take his part. You know, maybe there'll be even several people that think they can do a better job than him, but mm, grumbling on the side, just give me a chance, give me a chance, biting at the bit. You know, which is what it's like, you know, when you're that age. Um, you know, I remember, you know, you remember when you were in secondary school, how talented people were and, you know, how you, you were just thinking these people are going to take over the world, you know? And it's like that every... So what 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 the whites have noticed and have, have created is a society to harness all those talents and bring it to the, to the forefront and use it to benefit themselves, 
you know. So if Tomiwa is Tomiwa is the best musical, what 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 does what, what does what does um uh, somebody that can sing and dance and act do? Some, is that somebody that you don't have done on the TV? You can finish your hard day's job at work. Go <laughs> <I> watch them. <laughs> go and relax. You and your missus will dress up as a night out. You will go there to the theater, pay your ticket. You will sit down, watch him perform. And it will distress you. It will take the stress away. You know? And not and only it, that, this is what Nigerians, well, I don't, don't let me say Nigerians, don't let me say Africans, but again, inspiration. We undervalue inspiration sometimes. When you see something like that, it may inspire something in you that money can buy or pay for. Mr. Claire, please. Yeah, that was going to be my second thing. That, you oh, know, sorry. When you're not fully distressed, then you will start looking at him and he will encourage you to do further, to go further, go back to work and, and grind harder. You know, grind harder because you know what you're doing is your passion. And he's doing his passion. So watching his iron sharpening iron, watching somebody else doing their passion will encourage you to go back and do your passion even further. You know? And then you find out that the society is waxing stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Instead of what we have right now is we have a whole new generation of Nigerians in the UK that have lost contact with their heritage. And they they will never be accepted to be English. So they are set, at best second class citizens in this country. So they will never be accepted there. And then they don't have a home to go back to. So they, they're going to get to a point where they're going to then turn around and say, so who am I? What am I doing here? What, what, why is it that Tommy, Tommy, I love Tommy, but Tommy is not as good as I am. But how come Tommy is getting all the benefits? And then you have to see them that this is not your country. Let me start by that. Just telling you, this is not your country. Your country is in Nigeria. And you'll be like, what? That country is my country? Yeah. Then, then they will. Sorry, there, Mr. Clay. Sorry. Then they will want to come to Nigeria, and all of you people in Nigeria, no, not everybody, but Nigeria is not safe for them. Because how many people they will say, ah, even the ones that say, ah, is Nigeria my country? Ah, what am I doing here? Then let me go to Nigeria. Knives and knives and graves are waiting for them. You got what I'm saying? Excuse me. Excuse, excuse, um, I'll speak that again. You know, knives and graves. Because we don't realize that we are in this together. And that's one of the reasons why when people ask me, when people ask Mr. Clay, why are you guys doing this video? Why you, it's because of intelligent self-interest. We, if we, if, if we are not okay, you guys out there are not okay. And if you guys out there are not okay, are not okay we guys say are not okay. Now, like I keep saying it, some people get that twisted. Go, oh, what? You mean if we're not okay here, they cannot be okay there, you know, and then they get at you. <laughs> I'm thinking, eh, okay, because they think they need, we need them. No, we don't need you particularly, we just need the few people. And thank goodness, thank goodness that few of you have started working with us. That's all we need the few that choose. And Mr. Claire was talking about the fact that they are, you know, one of the things that we're working on, again, with my children, and I'm sure we, it will be extended to Mr. Claire's children as well, and everybody, 
Mr. Kale, I'm letting my children know not only about their history, I'm letting them know the state of the place. I'm letting them know, look, over here, you're like a prisoner of war. Hmm. Don't get it twisted. You know, Mr. Kinlaya, please. Hmm. Wow. It's, 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 really, it's really scary because, you know, if they don't know that, then they will run mad. Thank you. Because that's the other alternative. Because you know, when you can't figure it out, the only other alternative is to go crazy. That's <laughs> making all sorts of all sorts of substance. You. you just can't understand it. You can't put a finger on what's why, what's going on. You know, but when you know, okay, ah okay. Is woman nature, eh? Thank then, you. <laughs> then you do better. <laughs> and actually, ladies and gentlemen, that is why I'm actually we're actually doing this video. And we may do a part two. I'm not promising, but we may do a part two. That is why we're actually doing this video because we want to understand that you see the way Nigeria is, there's a reason why it is like that. And it is because all the structure is designed to take stuff out of Nigeria. It's not designed to build anything in Nigeria. Yeah. From generation maybe three or four generations from colonialism has just continued what the colonialists now is even worse now because you see when the colonials were around they took pride in saying okay where the co nigeria is our colony so nigeria needs to look good nigeria needs to look nice nigeria needs to be, be progressive because it's our colony yeah now, when they left and we now said we are independent, colony said, okay, you're no longer a colony, so we don't have to take pride in you looking good. We don't have to look, take pride in you progressing. We don't have to, you're now in competition with us, full-fledged. Have at it. But we, for how many generations still haven't realized that every structure that we have around us, be it political, be it religious, be it um, indigenous, is still following the colonial structure that is only designed to take stuff out of the country. No wonder everybody wants to run out of the country. <laughs> because the only thing there is to run out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, you know, it's, it, it, you know, the, the, I hope you guys can see that. And you, if you're if you're in Nigeria, you're already living it. So you Thank can you. see it. You're already living it. It's your reality, and you can't understand why generations after you know before you haven't woken up to the fact that this is their country. You know because they want to get out of Nigeria. The same way goods are leaving Nigeria, even they the orientation is I need to leave as well. I need to follow the goods out. <laughs> But then, 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 you know, when Mr. Afi was talking about the colon, colon, um, the colonial masters, as you call them, you know, not caring whether you look good anymore, you know, it just, you know, it's like when you adopt a child and the child, you know, is your adopted child, you still, you know, you're still paying for his education and you're still looking after him because the, if the child looks bad, it will reflect bad on you. You know, but then when the child now is not your responsibility, it's no longer your responsibility. You know, you're just you're just there to manipulate them 
for your own benefit, you know, but your children are kept, you know, nicely dressed. So this is in a similar way. You have to look at it that way. And what you have to realize is the, the so-called colonial masters that had left you cannot really leave you because there's a reason why they came in the first place. And that is still valid. It's still active. So whether they like it or not, they will still be drawing close to you. <laughs> Thank you. And not only that, the disarray, the confusion, the re reprogression that is happening is actually in their favor. Because that gives them leverage over you. So we've said all that not so that we can start getting angry. We've said not all that not to say that we should start saying revolution. We said all that not to start saying, we're saying all that to say the first thing you need to do to solve a problem is actually first identify the problem. So that's what we are doing here. We're identifying. Now that we've been, ah, ah, that, is that it? Then it's not about fighting anybody. It's about saying, okay, this is our starting point. No worries. We need to now start re-educating ourselves. To, and the education that is most important now is the education that builds structures. If your degree needs you to get a Chinese man, to get a white man, to get a to, to get into any other structure. If your degree needs you, then you've not gotten to the point where you are educated enough to help Nigeria. Let me repeat that. If your education needs you, that for it to work, it needs someone else's infrastructure. Because how many degree those others are in Nigeria now? They don't have job. That's why they say we don't have job because they're looking for structure to operate in. That means that your education is not enough or you've got the wrong education. The education you now need now is self-education. That's the good news. It is self-education. You know why? Because nobody can stop self-education. Nobody can um, sabotage self-education. You, what you now do through personal development, which is the bed, bedrock of structural education, is simply personal development. We're revealing to you that the power is now in your hand, Nigerians. I know not a lot of Nigerians will hear this, but the few of you that hear this, that's all you need. The power is in your hands now to start educating yourself and start building structures. Because without structures, your degree is useless. But once you know how to build structures, and I've given the roadmap right there, build it, and then you will not need to cry and call Japan in, call China in. Every time you are calling someone else in, that is a guaranteed sign that you are not educated. Mr. Claire, what do you think? Yeah, it, 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 it runs deep. It, it runs deep. 
like you said, um, the good and the feels there. You know, because the images that was coming to my mind was as the, as you said, they were putting people into places, slotting people into positions as yeah. they were, as the whites were leaving. Yeah, those guys that were put into positions were not necessarily groomed for those positions. No, because you know those positions that the white people were placing from UK, because they were they were they, come, they came from the UK to Nigeria into those positions, and they had a mandate and they knew what the mandate was about, and, and it was a job, you know. Those 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 blacks that were placed in those positions were not seeing it as because they it's like they were not joined up because they, we lost our ideology we lost our our self identity so there was nothing to really it's like it's like you're just babysitting and you're you know you're not really going in any direction someone else's interest yeah, you're not you're not going in any direction. So any you can be easily swayed by anything that comes, any fashion that comes along. Thank and, you. And that's Kale, we, let's let's round this up here because I've decided we're gonna do part two. Sorry, we're gonna do part two. We're gonna do part two because um, let's just let let me just end and Mr. Kale will end um, by saying we've started this conversation so that you will know what the problem is so that you know where the solutions will come from and the solutions will come from you. And the key is personal development again. That is how structure is built. Mr. Kaleya. Yeah, that's it. Personal development, what do you mean by personal development? Um, we always say it, make sure you spend more time on yourself than you do on the job. Personal development is growing in those things that you are passionate about, reading the kind of books that will move you, inspirational books that will move you forward, that will develop your people's skills, because you have to work with people, you have to li liaise with people. And if you're doing something that you're passionate about, read about those things as well, so that you can take it to the next level, you know? So on that note, Mr. Phil. Thank you, Mr. Clare. We will actually, expand on that in part two. On that note, peace and love, everybody. Good night.